Most days, the train to Sydney arrives at Canberra Station, just before noon. When she lived in Canberra, academic Beck Pearce travelled to Sydney all the time. But never by train. Given that the train is four and a half hours or thereabouts and only runs two times a day, adding the trip over to Kingston just makes it an untenable journey for me. Beck lived in Canberra's north, so she caught the bus from the nearby Jollymont Centre. Over time, she began to wonder. Why isn't there a place to catch the train to Sydney in the central business district? And like many curious Canberrans who send their questions to us, she tried to find the answer on her own. I never know whether to trust Wikipedia, but I understand Walter Burley Griffin's original plan had a railway coming into the city. Sounds like a great idea. You're listening to Curious Canberra. I'm Sonia G. Every week, we ask a reporter from the ABC Canberra newsroom to answer a question sent in by you. Beck's question won our most recent voting round, with 49% of the vote. So why is Canberra's only station in Kingston, six kilometres south of the CBD? I found a report from the ACT Heritage Council from earlier this year. It touched on the history of rail in the ACT and what's left today. I made a time to meet with its chair, David Flannery, to see if he could help. We met in Kingston, close to the station. The station here was built in 1914. How did they choose Kingston as the location? When it was first created, it wasn't fundamentally a a passenger line. It was to bring goods, particularly building materials, in for the early construction of the city, uh, and particularly also to bring coal to the powerhouse, which we all know is now Canberra Glassworks. Kingston Station was never meant to be the city's main or only train station. But 10 years after it was built things were starting to head in that direction. They did create a longer platform and in 23 and 24 passengers started coming into Canberra and alighting here at the platform in the exact location that we've got uh, the, the station today. A second station building was built in 1927 and the platform was lengthened somewhat to about 180 metres to coincide with the relocation of the Parliament from Melbourne to Canberra in 1927. To understand why that happened, we have to take a closer look at what was happening in Canberra between 1914 and the early 1920s. It's a story that starts with a disagreement, and it's a story that Mark Butes knows well. He runs rail tours for the ACT Railway Historical Society and Engineering Heritage Australia. The people who originally thought about locating the city which was surveyors mostly and some engineers they thought that would be the logical place to put the city was on the south side there centered around an area they called the crossroads which is in what we'd now call forest and uh, that meant the railway station was in the perfect place to service the center of the city just that griffin and just about all the other designers had completely different ideas and Griffin saw the bulk of the city, the main parts of the city, being on the north side of the river. And so his primary stations were on the north side of the river. He had other stations all the way along the route, but his primary ones were on the north side. I heard a similar story from Amy Lay, 
and Exhibitions Curator at the National Archives of Australia. So it's not just as simple as deciding where the train line will go, there's actually a lot caught up in where this train line will go. A lot of politics, a lot of different ideas about how it should look. And this could have had an impact on how Walter Burley Griffin's proposed railway line was funded. He designed a rail network with multiple stations that could transport Canberrans around the city, as well as to Sydney and Melbourne via Yass. Unfortunately, when the engineer-in-chief costed his plans, he came back with a huge number. And Griffin thought, no, that doesn't sound right. So he went back and did his own costings. So it's hard to say whether there's some kind of politics in this as well, whether people didn't want his line, which would have gone through the north, therefore inflating the prices. It's hard to know, a bit of speculation there. It didn't end there. The records show that bureaucrats started suggesting their own railway lines, including some that didn't go as far as Civic and some that were more focused on the south. These plans were costed too. So at one point, there were five or six different options on the table. Here's what happened next. The plan was, by 1915, not to bother with these permanent lines. Temporary ones were decided upon. And it's not necessarily to say that there was a lack of intention to have a permanent line, but again, this perhaps comes down to the politics. That, okay, well, if we have to have a a line in the direction that Griffin wanted, we'll just do a temporary one. And then for later, someone else can make the decision that perhaps we'll put the permanent one where we want it to be. The temporary line ran from Kingston Station over the Malongolo River and onto Civic, terminating in what we now know as Braddon. It didn't follow Griffin's plan exactly, and that's because it was built to aid the construction of Canberra's north. That rail line was short-lived. It was built in 1920 and featured a timber bridge that crossed the Malongolo River. 18 months later, a major flood washed away the bridge's trestles. No plans were made to rebuild the bridge or a more permanent railway line to Civic. But let's go back to one feature of that temporary railway line. Many of you have written to us, wanting to know if there was a station or a platform in Garima Place. I wanted to find a photo of that platform for this story. And I did. I met up again with Mark Butes in Garima Place to talk about it. I think we've both seen pictures of that platform or station. What does it look like and what do you think people imagine it was? Well, it certainly wasn't a railway station. It wasn't a a place with a, a comfortable shed or or amenities or whatever, it was simply an open platform that uh, was at the height of the carriages that transported the people and goods. So they could just step out safely instead of clambering down onto the ground. Mark pointed out that the platform in Civic was very much a temporary one. Had Griffin's Railway been realised, the permanent Civic station would have been closer to the Canberra Centre. And it wouldn't have been the city's main station either. But, uh, the actual railway itself was intended to go much closer to Mount Ainsley, go through some cuttings with a big station under his big market building, which is pretty much where the Australian American Memorial is now. When I shared what I discovered with our questioner Beck, she couldn't help but have a laugh. I'm from Sydney originally, so I'm not surprised by any bad development decisions. <laughs> Our website is abc.net.au slash Curious Canberra. It's where you can see some pretty spectacular photos of Canberra's early railway lines and the bridge that washed away in the flood. 
You can also ask your own question or vote for a question you would like us to answer. We have three new ones for you to choose from. Next time on Curious Canberra, we answer a question from Don Fletcher. He wants to know about the Geoscience Building, which is heated with geothermal energy. Here we've got a, um, another supply of heat that's constant. It's um, continuous, it's free, it's clean. It sounds wonderful. Someone's been doing it here all these years for 20 years and we, I hadn't heard very much about it.